Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Caffeinated. Yeah, I'm doing good, but I feel like we're going to, after this episode, we're not going to be doing very good. (laughs) We're going to be in a worse spot because we're talking about the return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or also known as Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the next generation. This movie's got a couple titles. Uh, Either way you title it, not a great movie. Um, yeah, a little disappointed by this one. I, I've i never seen this movie before, so this was a first-time watch for me. But, like, I, I knew Matthew McConaughey was in it. Renee Zellweger is in it. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, apparently they, they actually tried to, like, keep this movie buried because the distributor kept it, like, under wraps for a number of years and then when they started to both become pretty famous they wanted to put the movie out capitalize on their fame and both of them were like ready to sue the studio to like keep it basically kept <laughs> kept in the vault uh i can see why because yep. this, this movie is just awful uh, yeah in every sense yeah like i tried my best to really enjoy this but it's just not a fun movie and before you say, oh, did you watch the director's cut or the extended cut? Yes, I did. Yeah, I watched the, my show one. Yeah, because apparently, director's cut. apparently there's two different cuts. I watched the director's cut. Did not make the movie any better. So No. Before you jump on me saying, well, you watched the wrong version. No, I didn't. I watched the right version. Still did not make yeah. this movie any better. Um, yeah. Uh, but what is the synopsis from this movie? <coughs> Excuse me. A group of teenagers get into a car crash in the Texas woods on prom night and then wander into an old farmhouse that is home to Leatherface and his insane family of cannibalistic psychopaths. <coughs> pretty much all these synopses for these movies are pretty much some random group of people ran into Leatherface and his family. It's like, yeah. not much variation, but that's okay. You don't need much variation with these movies. No. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, uh, first time watching this, probably my last too. If I'm being honest, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. Re- I'm gonna put it back on my shelf and never look at it again. To be honest, you could probably even re-gift it to somebody. I probably could. Get, you could get somebody, somebody I don't like. It <laughs> was like a white elephant gift. Like, wow, yeah. thanks, whoever got me this. You're like, haha. <laughs> and then I just leave. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, like a phantom I'm out. Yeah. Burning that bridge forever. Exactly. Um, you get rid of friends. Yeah. Uh <laughs> I've done that with some movies I've gotten sent Blu-rays for a review. There were some that I got sent, I'm like, I'm never gonna watch this. And I just re-gifted it to somebody. They're like, Wow, thanks. This movie looks exciting. I'm like, you haven't watched it yet, clearly. Yeah. Thanks for this copy of Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson. 
wow, a dog's journey. This looks really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't so say it was great. I just said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this we have to cover a dog's journey on this podcast? Because it really is truly a horror movie. With, complete with that video, that TMZ video that was edited to show the, the, them just throwing the dog into that rapid river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> they didn't show the other half of the video, but they just they just like just yeah. showed this person turfing a dog into the water. <laughs> I think, well, not really overly funny, but like the second movie came out, and I went to go watch it at a press screening, and the person I went with, we were just making fun of the movie, the whole lead up to it. And sitting next to us was some older woman, and she's just, you could tell, this was the highlight of her week, month, maybe <laughs> even year, and she was so upset that we were making fun of this movie. I'm like, got a retard show up to watch this movie and she's like <laughs> i had a similar experience when we went when we did the press screening for the maze the maze runner scorch trials oh, we God. were mocking that movie incessantly yeah it was it was one of my favorite press screening like because it was like a morning screening right and so like some of the older guys had already left and everything we're just like we're just gonna rip this movie apart because this is hilariously bad yeah (laughs) sometimes you just gotta make fun of the movies you're watching absolutely like i watched that kevin hart movie the one where it was just a stand-up but they put it out as a theatrical movie oh yeah 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 i think that's the only press screening i ever walked out of because i'm like this is pointless this is just a stand-up and I don't even like yeah. Kevin Hart that much to begin with. So, mm. no, not unless he's part of an ensemble. No. Mm. Uh, so this was my first time watching this. What was uh, what was else's <laughs> first time watching this? Uh, thanks to my friend Rob, I saw this movie probably in late '90s, probably in '98, '99, for the okay. first time. And yeah, I, I knew it was shit then. Um, and both of these movies, it was just kind of like, well, I, I, it's been a while, a long time. Like it's been, you know, over 20 years. So mm. I better give it a give it a shot again. And this was my late night viewing last night and just fucking painful. Yeah. So fucking painful. Like I, it, it's besides the Gonzo performance from McConaughey, which, you know, spoiler alert is going to be the performance of the movie yeah um especially hit the self-mutilation stuff <laughs> it's just like holy fuck pal oh um yeah i i mean secondarily i'll give darla the the second prize on that because her shift throughout the movie is nonsense but entertaining <laughs> yeah. um but there's really not a lot that you can be like hey that was cool it's a struggle to 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 come to that that point yeah yeah i watched it for the first time for the podcast and i can't really imagine having the patience to go through this again knowing what happens because i think i think i'm probably going to give this movie a better score than both of you simply because i knew absolutely nothing about this going in um, I had completely forgotten that Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger were both in it. And I think I had a lot of fun just kind of going along with the movie and being like, I wonder what they both think of this movie now. And then looking it up afterwards and being like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, I think I had a little bit of fun with this movie just because of how I just don't understand any of the decisions that were made with 
anything anything really to be honest <laughs> because some like they have a character saying all of the stuff of like heather heather's character is like obsessed with death and at the beginning i was like are they trying to like is she going to be like in on it or something because she's like predicting all the stuff that's going to happen to them and then it's going to turn out that like she kind of like with uh, the third one with leatherface and Vigo mortensen's character mm-hmm. like maybe maybe she's going to do some sort of heel turn and become like it's going to be revealed or, but no she just like gets tortured a bunch doesn't die it, it, in any of those scenes there were definitely two or three times that i was like okay is she, she's dead now right this is her death scene is she dying in this scene no she's <laughs> she's not dying in the scene she they drag her back into it later or she crawls back into it later and we realize that she's not dead and then they get to torture her all over again and then yeah it's, it's i just the decisions made it for the story and characters in this movie just i don't understand any of them and maybe it's just them trying to like throw a bunch of things together and trying to make a plot out of it or trying to make i don't even know it's just it's so ridiculous and there were some scenes too that like i couldn't tell if they were like they were purposely trying to play some things for comedy it felt like and it i would laugh because it was more so ridiculous than it was actually funny i don't know it this was such a strange film to watch yeah i mean there was some points where I'm like, I kind of like the energy of this movie, like the pace of it, because it, it really did keep things moving at a good pace. I won't give it mm-hmm. credit for that. Uh, unfortunately, it's just most of the content of it was actually garbage. But I did feel like at least it was moving along at a decent pace, which is, I don't know, got to come for something, yeah. I guess. But the, <laughs> the first act of this movie where it's just like teenagers in a car and then they get into a wreck and then they come across the you know the typical texas chainsaw massacre family i didn't think that was so bad um it's just then you start veering off into oh yeah the government is controlled by this alien i'd like i don't know if he's supposed to be just some like weird psycho or if he's like um actual monster that like a men in black guy who comes in at the end like it just goes so weird at one point that i just can't i can't they, quite get into it they halloween franchised it yeah yeah i guess you know so, yeah. exactly what, yeah bringing some kind of secret society into it oh. it was like it was like yeah. kim henkel liked clive barker movies and was mm. like, i'm gonna bring this weirdo clive barker like because he's straight out of a clive barker book yeah like the weird designs in his that are carved into a skin with like fucking belly rings and shit like i don't even know what the fuck's going on in that scene i don't even think kim hankel know what the fuck was going on in that scene <laughs> yeah it it, it, it reeks a, a, a of just a guy just throwing everything at the wall and whether it sticks or not deciding to just keep it anyway yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. I, I mean, there's just so fucking much wrong with this film, and <laughs> I mean, down to like the the scripting and plotting and blocking makes no sense. Even with uh, when the introduction of Vilmer, where he's like, "This kid's dead" or whatever, and he's like, "No, he's not." And then Vilmer breaks the kid, the, the guy's neck, mm-hmm. and then the guy starts running, and then the guy. Then Sean, I think one of Sean's lines are, you're starting to scare me, man. Dude, he fucking killed a dude in front of you. (laughs) What? Well, and even just before that, when they're all like, when all the high school kids have gotten to the accident and they're splitting up to either go find help or stay with the wreck, 
it, it it almost seemed like a weird either i looked away for a second and missed something or there was a continuity thing because it looked like at first her friend sean was going to go with her mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the two other friends are going with her and sean's staying back at the wreck and i'm like wait i don't i feel like i missed something and that made me think oh he got split off and he's dead now or something like that yeah. but then he just shows up later totally fine with and then gets killed by Matthew McConaughey. And it's, yep. okay, okay. Like, this, you're, yeah, it's just all over the place. And I can't keep things straight when I watch this movie. Yeah. We haven't even got to the airplane part yet. Oh, my God. But I guess I can save that for best kill. Because that's, that might be up there. <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot of great kills in this movie. No. And it's not because of the MPA. Because I don't think they were that harsh on this movie. Comparatively no. to part three. But just the lack of creativity so many of the things that i was gonna have for best kill are all heather deaths but they're not actually heather deaths so. <laughs> Oops. okay um okay uh let's uh move on to the emails because we have a few emails uh sarah says joe bob briggs had a scene where leatherface killed him but it was cut which is Interesting because he was also going to have a scene in part two as well. Weird. Yeah. I don't even know where he would fit. I don't in, even know. In this this in this mo- in this next generation one. Honestly, yeah. kind of kind of anywhere would really work. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Just, just throw it in there at this point. Just have him be like a trucker or something. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch the movie Hogzilla. Which he has a pretty prominent role in. Not a great movie, but <laughs> he does do some acting. I think probably the mo- the role most people know him from is Casino, where yep. he where he really gets into it with Robert De Niro. So you probably just look that scene up on YouTube though. <laughs> Casino's <laughs> a great movie. I don't know if you want to watch it entirely just to see Joe Bob, but you know, or maybe you do. Um. Henry says, it's certainly a weird movie. Even though Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 is generally more well-liked, I'd probably take TNG over it. Henry, What? Henry, you're, you're in a very small minority on that one, buddy. Holy shit. <laughs> I want to get Men in Black wiped of this film. Or Will Smith slapped for this film. Oh. Well, maybe, maybe that's the real-life version of a Men in Black wipe. Yeah. Keep Texas Chainsaw Next Generation out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, I don't agree with that. I'm sorry. No. I, no. <laughs> no, 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 I no. I don't mean to be rude, but no. Yeah, no. No, yeah. I don't even think I need to justify my no. Yeah, yeah. Just listen to the last few bits and the last <laughs> few bits and you'll you'll understand why. <laughs> Lord, uh, and obviously, and even honestly, the last of the little of the last episode, we, we were already talking about this movie. So, um, Jake says, to be honest, this is my second favorite in the series, right behind the original, because of how off the wall crazy it is. What? Why does everyone? What's going this? on? What is going on, man? Yeah, I don't know. How... Oh, is it just because Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger maybe give this movie a little more of a? an edge because seeing them be ridiculous is just kind of entertaining in and of itself. It's because it's called the next generation. So you figure it has to be new and exciting and cool. 
Or it's just a bunch oh. of Degrassi fans. Yeah, exactly. Or TNG fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're... Yeah, why did I think of Degrassi first? What? <laughs> you love Drake. Oh, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> uh, best line in this movie. It might be a bit of a stretch, but... Vilmer! <laughs> got that bitch! This is another one of those movies that I wrote down lines that were just like, why is this character saying this thing? Yeah. Like, when they hit the guy with their car and Heather comes out of the vehicle going like, is he dead? Did he die? And she sounds like, hopeful, almost? Yeah. Or like, she's she's like, yeah, I, I, I don't understand any of her character um and then her her uh shitty boyfriend i can't remember the name of his character barry when she catches him he says something like once i kissed her once come on it's like i can't even talk to my friends anymore yeah (laughs) yeah right there buddy Uh, i like when he says to jenny that do you just realize you have tits (laughs) yeah or i like they're in the truck and heather says she's driving and uh heather says something like oh wouldn't it be great if we just crashed and we all died and then they printed our names in the newspaper and barry just turns to me and goes shut up <laughs> like oh, yeah. little lines like that in the beginning that it almost kind of endears you slightly to the characters because you're like what is even going on and then it just kind of goes downhill yeah because like jenny says now i'm gonna leave and nobody's gonna stop me <laughs> and then um Leatherface just like starts screaming and she's like, You sit the fuck down and shut up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was good too. That was then, good, yeah. Oh, Leatherface, Leatherface is so does. annoying. Yeah. Leatherface is so fucking annoying in this movie. Yeah. Every time he's on screen, he just shrieks. Yeah. Every fucking time. I did I didn't mention this in the last movie, but I did like how they killed Leatherface in the last one. With him get killed in the lake. I like that. Yeah. Um, I like in this one too I liked the scene where Darla's got Renee Zellweger in the trunk and she's like now if I hear any more kicking and screaming I'm gonna tape your mouth shut okay and Renee Zellweger just goes okay and then she slams (laughs) slams the trunk shut and as the cops walking by that whole scene uh, was actually kind of funny Yeah, there is like some moments that are kind of funny in this but again it's like so far and few between like I don't know if I would ever say watch this movie for like the handful of moments where it's it's funny I don't know I don't know yeah this movie was just kind of all over the place I I, I liked Darla's character and I feel like that's maybe the one thing from this movie that I'm going to remember is just how kind of weird and hilarious Darla's some of Darla's scenes were and obviously Matthew McConaughey screaming. I feel like Matthew McConaughey kind of channels a little Nicolas Cage in this. Well, the the random, they're just like, we just we need we need tits in this movie for a second. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just like I just like to flash people at random out this window. After they completely throw something through it, and yeah, after they destroyed the wi- yeah, after they destroyed a window in my weird, I don't guess realtor, real estate person trailer, I don't fucking know. I would even argue, well, probably up until the mid two thousand, this was probably one of uh, Matthew McConaughey's most interesting roles. Yeah, interesting time- is a word. Yes. 
Because, like, before that, he was doing a lot of, like, rom-coms and stuff. Uh, obviously, now, like, he's done stuff like the um, True Detective and stuff like that. But, so, I think before the mid-2000s, I would say no. Uh, well, after the mid-2000s, I'd say no. Probably not. But before that, yeah. This is probably one of the more interesting things he's been in. So, I don't know. Give, give some credit where it's due. Uh... Okay, uh, we've got best kill. There wasn't a whole lot of great. No. Airplane. But even the way that was shot was so anticlimactic, though. True. I thought that after it hit him, that we were gonna pan down and his whole head was gonna be gone, and instead it's just like a little bit of blood, and that was it. Why did that plane hit him? I burst out laughing. It what? was oh my god, that was who, so ridiculous. Who was that guy? What is going on? Like, <laughs> plot wise, what, what is that scene? Like, I don't even know how you write that scene. I don't know how you seriously think. Yeah, you know what? Just because we can't think of any other way that she might overpower him, let's just have an airplane fly out a of nowhere. Random plane. Somehow only hit him and not also her, even though she's only like a few feet in front of him, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I, I have no idea. And I thought maybe the plane would like come back and land and it would be someone relevant to the plot. But l- literally, it's just like nothing. Yeah. I'm caught between Heather and Vilma. Because mm. yeah. Heather's is extremely excessive. Like at first impaled with a meat hook. Then <laughs> yeah, I burnt. thought she would. Yeah. And then head crushed by a bionic leg. Like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crazy. He like. Yeah. And in an orgasmic scene. Yeah. <sighs> or, like Vilma is like getting his jollies. Yeah. We haven't even talked about his robot leg and all the remote <laughs> the controls remote control. has for it. Like, Why do you have a remote control for it? I, I, th- that was so ridiculous. It's and he's like... so insane. That, that first scene where he, I, Darla first comes in and sees him in front of this like pile of remote controls and he's like, you didn't charge my batteries! And I'm like, that uh, this whole movie. Every single time I bring up something about this movie, I'm like, it just makes it so ridiculous. I don't understand why they needed to have just, all of this in here. I just need to know, was there ever a point in development where somebody was like, he should have a chainsaw leg? Oh! <laughs> Probably. They should have all had... They just didn't have the money. Car. They were like, listen, what if he has a chainsaw for a leg? They're like, that's fucking stupid. Let's give him a leg. <laughs> that's fucking stupid. Instead, let's give him a leg with a bunch of fucking remote controls. Yeah, exactly. No, that's <laughs> no, that sounds smarter. That's 100% how it went down. I'm, I'm yeah. Bad, yeah. Could have uh, had a whole attachment. He like takes part of his leg off, puts the chainsaw on. Like, come on. Ugh. Yep. Fucking hilarious. Okay. I'm gonna combine um, dumbest decision and and best kill uh, and say the the old RV couple. Mm. Oh. That was also so random. <laughs> like <laughs> what? And they like basically are they drinking Caesars <laughs> and driving? Like. like what the fuck's going on? I mean, when you're driving down a random ass dusty Texas road, maybe it doesn't matter so <laughs> much. Are, but why yeah. are they there? Like, there's so, there's so many question marks. 
and and then yeah just for it to roll over and then you never see them again <laughs> yeah i guess we just assume they're dead yep, that's what i assumed uh they both died they both died with caesars shoved through their brains I wish I could remember what she calls the old lady calls the old man because it's some kind of goofy ass name. But like <laughs> Renee Zellweger is running alongside and the old lady goes, there's some monster with a chainsaw chasing her. And then she opens the door and it's it's so ridiculous. It's I, so ridiculous. I think in the credits they were credited as Mr. Sponish and Mrs. Sponish. Ah, OK. Yeah. Just Whatever. like a random goofy name. Yeah. No, there was like a few <sighs> times re- watching the credits. I was like, Vilmer Slaughter. I did not even realize his last name was Slaughter, but okay. Oh, wow. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Dumbest. There were a lot of... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say there are a lot of dumbest decisions in this movie. I have a bit of a list. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't turn down creepy, dusty roads when you're... Like, they're literally just driving around, I guess, instead of instead of going to prom. Um, yeah. And they just decide to make this turn down this random ass road that they have no idea where it goes. I, why would you do that? Um, if someone is dry. Oh yeah. I, I also made a note. So when Matthew McConaughey is trying to run over Sean, um, he's driving backwards down this road and this guy, Sean doesn't think to just jump into the forest. Like left. It's like an Indiana Jones thing. If a giant boulder is chasing you, go to the right or the left. Don't run forward and have it chase you continuously just tuck and roll get out of there and then you'll most likely be well maybe not most likely but you'll probably be fine for a little while longer at least yeah um and then when barry is snooping around the home of the crazy cannibal family i mean that's just a bad idea to do in texas regardless of where you are yeah whether you're being chased by people or not don't go snooping on people's property uh, um lived in texas this is 100 percent true you go onto someone else's property you're gonna get fucked up like even yeah. if they're nice people, quote unquote, you still get fucked up. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's also a scene where Renee Zellweger runs into water as she's running away from someone, and she's wearing a prom dress, and that's just not. Yeah, I could continue, but there's like almost every single decision a character in this movie makes is like, why the fuck would you ever do that in real life? Anyways. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Uh. Yeah, you listed off all the good ones. Pretty much most of them. I, I had say, I had to get that out. <laughs> I was gonna say, just yeah, not going down the back roads. Like also just trusting all the signage. Like, uh, not like you have to question everything in life, but like I feel like a little bit like, huh, seems a little bit weird. Yeah. I also like how they were like, oh, we need to find a place to turn around. There's no place to turn around these stupid roads. Yeah. I, just, like, <laughs> drive a little just, backwards or something. Yeah, you don't know how to turn around? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People in these movies. I guess they deserved it. I, that's my that's my determination. Yeah. So these people just deserved it, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm behind that. Cool. I just can't believe this is people's... On their favorites list. I can't even just... Hey, it's Jake's. Uh, I might. It broke my. It it broke my brain. Like not TCM, two, not the remake, but this one. This one. Yeah. <laughs> this one is one that you're like. And really, I, I can't reasons, even say it. For the reasons that, arguably, you should like TCM two more. Like if you want a batshit. For like, sure. Movie, that one's 
batshit insane, but it actually is still a cohesive and coherent movie. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Anyways. I think, I think it's time to put this dog out of misery. Just score it. Two out of ten. Oof. Yeah, I don't feel bad. I'll give it four. Hmm. This is tough. Because I feel like I might be slightly more on the side of this. This is so ridiculous that if I was drunk enough, I would rewatch this. <laughs> um, but I would, I feel like I would need to be somehow inebriated because getting through this again a second time sober, I would just want to turn it off. Yeah. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. Um, you're really only watching it because you like it when things don't make any sense. And maybe to see Matthew McConaughey, like his performance in it did take me out. I, I wish I could watch this without really knowing who he was. I feel like maybe I would be more like, what the fuck? But for the most part, I was just like, that's just Matthew McConaughey running around acting like a crazy person. <laughs> like yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, it kind of took me out of it. Like even less so than Renee Zellweger for some reason, uh, or more so than her, I guess. But um, this movie's frustrating. Yeah. It, um, there's no, uh, that's that's why it, it it doesn't make it on the list of rewatches for me again because it's just fucking frustrating. Um. So if I was going, if I was doing this podcast drunk, I would probably give it a six. <laughs> we should do a drunk episode. Uh, that would be kind of fun with the, with the uh, dog's journey. We should mm. do more drunk. Um, but sober, I'd probably go with maybe more like a four. Nice. Yeah, we should do a go home, tremble your drunk episode in his dog's journey. That would be amazing. I have this idea that like we go through the back catalog and we each choose a movie that was chosen, and we just contest like why the fuck did we choose this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. We could do that drunk. That would be fun. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. I guess that's it for TCM, The Next Generation. Now I'll just wait. They'll come out with a new one called The Next Next Generation. Anyways. Um, yeah. Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram, at the Steve Dead. Uh, I'm also on uh, Letterboxd, I believe under Steve Dead as well. Uh, my website stevestebbing.ca, and I'm on The Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday is at 11 p.m. Pacific time. I'm trying to think of, um, oh, uh, a movie that I have brought up. I watched Ama, the Sandra O. Oh, Sam Raimi produced movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, she drives the film. It definitely doesn't connect the dots entirely correctly. Um, but it's got some great moments in it and a totally Raimi-esque hand shot that uh, for, for people that love Raimi, um, it's an interesting one. And at least it wasn't the unholy. Fair. <laughs> Uh, when I'm on the internet, I sometimes stream on Twitch uh, or post on Instagram. My username on both of those sites is Um I also have a blog, circeanic.home.blog, that still has not been updated, but it will be at some point this year. And then I also up, uh, update my letterbox more frequently than I used to, um, especially with the movies that we watch for the podcast. My username is Circeanic. I've been updating my letterbox, and I'm starting to now realize how good this year has been for horror so far. Like 2022, pretty stellar year for horror. I mean, between mm -hmm. X and uh, 
Mm-hmm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix, Scream. Like it's been pretty good. Pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm on Letterbox. Fatal Koala, Twitter Film Critic Kurt. I really wish Letterbox would let me edit my username so I can make a Film Critic Kurt and then have some synergy there, but mm. alas, I can't. Uh, well, by the time you hear this, you can check out my review of The Boys Season 3 on Amazon Prime. So, check that out. Three Angry Nerds. Uh, by and large, I enjoyed it. And the first 15 minutes includes one of the most disturbing scenes I've seen yet in The Boys. So, oh, sweet. Look forward to that. And Herogasm's coming in this season, too. So, yeah. fucking, fucking wait for that shit, because oh my god. Yeah. Well, also, Holy fuck. <laughs> um, there's like an uh, there's an actress this season who I've met in real life and she's just like she's just an awful person in real life. Um, Lori Holden. And she's playing like a real despicable woman in this so actually I'm really buying into this season because I'm like here we go. She is as despicable on the show as she is in real life so Nice. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell the rest of that story someday. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, next time we get together, oh my gosh. This, is, I, this might be my favorite double feature of the year. We got Dead and Buried and Messiah of Evil. Now, yes. Dead and, Dead and Buried is amazing, but people sleep so on good. Messiah of Evil, which is probably one of the better 70s horror films. So... Messiah of Evil? Is this a zombie Jesus movie? It's, 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 it, it, there's no way to describe the movie. Aside from, it's spaced out. That's the only hint I'll give you. Okay. I'm excited then. Yeah. It's, I've never met anyone who doesn't like the movie. It's, it's generally very well liked, but it's just not a movie most people think of or most people have seen. So I'm excited for people to dive into it. Cool. Uh, and it's on Shutter, so I think everyone cool. can check it out. I think both are on Shutter, if I'm not mistaken. So I have a 4K of Dead and Buried. Ooh. And uh, you know, before you watch Dead and Buried, watch uh, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Wait, right. you need to be more specific. Which Willy Wonka are you talking about? Like the, the, the original? original? Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. The 70s movie. Yeah. All right, sounds or at good. least, or at least have it in your memory as you're watching this. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.